Welcome aboard, son. G'day, my name's Adam Ashton, and I want to learn how good podcasters do what they do. Today, I'm chatting with the boys from the Mojo Radio Show, Gary Birtwistle and Darren Robertson. The Mojo Radio Show started in 2014, and at the time of recording in April 2017, they're up to about their 130th episode. Gary and Robbo met each other when they were both working at an Australian radio station. They worked together for almost two decades, and more recently, have started the Mojo Radio Show. Please welcome Gary Birtwistle and Darren Robertson. So Gary, what's the Mojo Radio Show about? At the core of the show, it's about finding guests that we think have their mojo working in some aspect of the world. So whether it be at work or at play, what can we take from subject experts, take it, steal it, put in our own worlds to make sure that we have a life that is improving and better in some aspect of it. So it's quite a wide and eclectic collection of guests that we talk to. Uh, and it's essentially a show about getting a mojo working. It's a show that doesn't take itself too seriously, but takes our guests really seriously. So it's great content, really well produced, and stuff that will provoke people's thinking to help them have a better day. That sounds pretty awesome. And what what prompted you to start the Mojo Radio Show? What what got you interested in making your own podcast? I was into podcasts sitting in the loft of my apartment some eight or 10 years ago, but I typically I'd go into GarageBand, open it up, put my voice down and just talk to my laptop for 10 minutes and put a top and tail out of the library to it. And I'd load it up. But what I quickly established was I was wasting my time because no one liked it or cared about it. So (laughs) I shut the whole thing down and then turned my back on podcasts. And it wasn't until probably four years ago, I was spending a lot of time commuting Mm. and I got tired of my music library and I discovered podcasts again. And in that time, the whole podcast world had evolved, but I could kind of see where it was going. And to me, it was the medium that would replace commercial radio in that you could have subject matter experts who could go deep on stuff and the host could control the content, control where it went. Production values were improving, but the gap that I found was that you could have good production values at the end of the interviewer, but then the person they were interviewing, you could hardly hear. So I found myself turning up the volume to hear the interview, the person being interviewed. And then when you found the person who were doing the interview come back on again, it was so loud because the <laughs> qualities were out and there was no interest to it. There was no entertainment value to it. Mm. And then the content became really shallow because the person, although you can deep dive on a, on a topic, they'd run out of content. And so you'd end up hearing podcasts that were wasting my time or podcasts that were repeating themselves. So I grabbed Rubbo and said, let's, let's make a show with really high production value. So it's, it's a bit of fun. We can put in some music. We can produce it like a normal radio breakfast show, so to speak. We'll find great guests. And by doing Mojo, we can do a wide variety of topics. So the show's bad. The show's based on, adding value to a listener in and out of work, but just making it sound good, making it sound fun and interesting, which it encourages you to, to want to keep listening. And that's kind of been the whole genesis of the show. And I think what's happened is this whole 
world of podcasts is really advancing quite a lot with the quality and the content. And we're hoping to sort of stay ahead of the game and be able to do that. Yeah, very nice. And it is quite easy to make your own podcast, uh, but it's another thing altogether to make a, a good quality, nice sounding podcast. So Robbo, is the, you're the co-host uh, and you're also the man behind the scenes with a, a hell of a lot of technical knowledge, technical experience in the in the audio production world. Is that right? I'm the driver of the big red bus. That's yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And, and what's your uh, board, what's son. your background, Robbo? Uh, look, I worked with Gaz uh, in radio on and off for some oh, 17 or 18 years. Um, I worked in the production department, so I was the dude that made all the promos and stuff that said, you know, this weekend on Triple M, you know, we're giving away a car or, you know, yep. welcome to the Triple M breakfast show, all those little bits and pieces. That was me. Yeah, nice. Um, so I did that for a long time. Um, yeah, as I said, 17 or 18 years and Gary and I worked together in and out, weaved in and out of that, that time span, yeah. I know it might be hard to choose, but say out of your first 130 episodes that you've got up at the moment... What have, who have been some of your favourite guests? What have been some of your favourite episodes of the Mojo Radio Show? Oh, there's I so many. Robos. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> there's plenty. I, I think I, for me, um, there's two of them come from October last year. For me, mm. uh, Tate Fletcher and Ivor Davies are two of my favourites. Ivor Davies uh, because he's a bit of a hero of mine, and Tate Fletcher is someone I'll be honest I'd never heard of. Who Gary introduced me to. Gary said I've got this guy called Tate Fletcher, and I had to go Google who it was. Mm. Um, but I used lessons from that show daily. Yeah, there was I actually listened to both of those over the weekend. Um, Tate Fletcher was amazing, and uh, I've been listening to Electric Blue on repeat all weekend as well. After Oh, there you go. Yeah, so they're definitely very good shows. And there are some sleepers as well. We had a, a Navy SEAL on mm. called Andrew Paul. And for anybody who wants to really make some substantial changes in their life and get rid of excuses and create their dreams and also deal with hardship, I mean, he was a fantastic show. Professor Lee Waters is a positive psychologist, is probably one of our biggest shows of all time. And we only mm. did it three or four months ago. Lee was was brilliant, and so there are there are these shows that I think the quality of our show is there are people that listeners won't know, but they learn to trust us that if we have that person on, we can drag gold out of them. Mm. But then on the other side, you will have people that people will recognise, like a Ryan Munsey from OPP, Tate Fletcher's, Ivor Davies from Ice House, Sean Stevenson. So there's names people recognise, but others they won't recognise. But the one core thing is just dragging, extracting the gold of their expertise that we can put into our own worlds. I'll throw a few others I liked out there because, as you said, it's a extremely wide-ranging. You go from sports broadcasting legend Ray Warren from the, the rugby and the swimming all the way through to brain surgeon Dr. Charlie Teo. Oh, Charlie's gonna Charlie! Charlie, he's gonna hate the fact I didn't put him in the top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's gonna say you're in trouble now, mate. Yeah, yeah. he's gonna go, mate. I'm your brain surgeon. You're ducked. <laughs> uh, yeah, Char Charlie was extraordinary, and uh, he was—he's so hard to pin down because he is travelling mm. the world saving lives. Mm. Just the value you hear from these people is just—it's brilliant. It is, it is great, and uh, yeah, very wide ranging. I really like that. Uh, what, where would you say someone should start if they want to start listening? I, 
I'd probably suggest the one I started with after I first found you was the the best of because that gave me a bit of a taste, so I could sample what was to come. I guess that was the about ten episodes ago, the, the best of twenty sixteen. Yeah, I think I think that's a good place. I was thinking you you were telling me that when we were talking before the show last, we setting up the show last week, and I actually went back and had a listen to that over the weekend too, and I I actually really enjoyed it, and mm. and I think you're right. I think it it's um because in that show we talked to you know we we used some of the stuff that we talked about with Tate and play back some of that interview, but. You know, as you say, then there's the uh, the wide ranging interviews with you know Andrea Burke, who plays for the women's Canadian rugby team. You know, there's I think it does give a pretty good overview of what we do. Mm. I I would probably say that's a good idea. And the alternative, I'd say to rewind a little bit further and go back to the first of October. Uh-huh. And I'd say if you really want to handle on the wide range of guests we have digging into those people and finding the gold and probably the greatest production values of podcasts, I, I think that's up there in the world because I listen to a lot. Um, I think to work your way through the five weeks of Rocktober gives you a great sample of the show, the production, how we do things. The guests are absolute A-graders. A- a- and I think from that time on, the show really has turned a corner. And I think we've held ourselves to an even higher standard since the 1st of October. So mm-hmm. I'd probably start there, I reckon, mate. Fantastic. Fantastic. He's, the coffee's kicked in this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, uh, I'm sufficiently caffeinated and I've had my second, I've had my second Siltep. Right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, life's pretty good at the moment. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. So in terms of the guests, uh, I guess a two-part question is, one, how do you come up with guests and how do you think of who you want to speak to? And secondly, how do you approach them and how do you get them on? Yeah, the, the guests have been interesting, mate, because at the start when you don't have a following, you really have to just throw the net out mm-hmm. and I think more so go for people you know or have direct contact with. Mm-hmm. So at the start of our show, I was just calling, because I'm a keynote speaker, I'm on the circuit, I was just calling on mates that I knew. As you start to prove yourself, and I think it, it's about two years in, you start to have a back catalogue where people start to trust you, you're going to be around for a while, you hone your skills. Then I think you can get more ambitious, particularly if you can bag a couple of elephants, if you can bag a couple of great names. Mm. My thought now is that when you approach somebody, they'll go in, they'll look at your back catalogue, they'll trawl through who you've had. If they can see some names they recognise and like, it puts them in good company. They'll listen to your show and if they believe the show is adding value and you can make them into a star, I think that's important. And I also think being very respectful of people's time to say you can basically choose your own time, we'll work to your calendar into the future. Mm-hmm. Um, I have found those have been the things that have really worked. It took us a couple of years to be able to get some really great names on the show, whether it be from the guys at the Dead Daisies or Sean Stevenson or Ryan Munsey. And I've got to say the guests coming up, we've got some absolute crackers that I never thought I'd have the opportunity to have on the show. Fantastic. And it's only, I think, for that reason that we've we cracked enough shows, we've got a catalogue of people, we're respectful of their time. And I think the other thing that in terms of who we select and how we do it, the thing that drives me, I leave the production to Robbo, my job is finding the people, 
But the second part of my job is finding a question that they haven't been asked before that really makes them sit back in their chair and think. And if you Mm. can do that, I think it comes through the speakers. And we've got some really good names coming up, and I'm sure they've listened to our show. They wait for those questions to say, okay, these guys aren't going to waste my time. They put some thought into their interviews. Yeah, It is fun. It does sound good. It's eclectic. There's no one format that we have every week. So in answer to your question, I think it's it's a combination of those things, but you have to have a bit of a track record. And remember listening, when we first started out, there's a guy who does Entrepreneur on Fire, which is a very popular podcast across the world, and he said it takes two years after that time, suddenly something starts to happen. And that was kind of rock taber for us. Mm-hmm. And it really changed the game a lot. I'd, I'd just add something there that, to what Gary said. I think, I think a big part of, well, A, the sound of our show, but B, I think the reason that we get a lot out of our guests is we also do, Gary sort of underplayed it a bit. I, I, I think the fun, side of our, the fun side of our interviewing is a big part of it too. You know, I think unless you have some fun as well as get a serious message across... It, it it becomes very stiff and stilted and 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 I think also you you relax the guest when you have a few giggles especially if you can sort of get a couple in near the top of the interview yeah um, fantastic and and I find I find when I'm listening back to our shows the one where we do one where we do purr, the ones where we do have guests who are into having a little bit of fun and sort of sit back in their chair and sort of let their arms dangle down by their sides and relax and have a few giggles, they, for me, usually come out to be the better interviews. I think ultimately, mate, whoever you choose as a guest and you put your time into your questions, your direction, your production, <clears throat> I've got journals that are full of notes of guys that have come on the show and we, our job is to extract gold. And I can tell a great guest like a, a Tate or a Johnny Stofko or these sorts of guys because I've got pages and pages of notes of lines that I've taken out that you can then go and apply. And that's an mm. important part for us. It's got to be stuff you can choose to get away from your device and then go and do something with it. Fantastic. So I think if you're learning something, extracting value, that then comes as you know the real radio thing is it comes through the speakers. And I think that starts to show an authenticity and the more you start doing that, the more future guests will see where you are and where you're going and kind of buy into it. I really like that uh, advice. I think you're right in that if you can show that you're sticking around, you're not someone who's five episodes in and it may or may not last, once you sort of get over that point where it's proven and it's it's going to keep going, I think people are probably a bit more comfortable with, with uh, taking their time to go on the show. That's probably a big one. Well, uh, yeah, I think you're exactly right. And the, the, the challenge with podcasts today that I see is that people think it's an open mic. Mm. And it happened, used to happen in radio back in the day when Rob and I worked at the Two Day Network or Triple M and so on. But because they've got an open mic and they feel like a radio announcer, they can just talk and do what they want. But I don't think they're respecting the listener and valuing the listener's time. And you've got to be really careful that what you're doing all the time is either entertaining or adding value. And we're brutal on that. Like we, mm. We've been working now for a number of years on, is this adding value? Are we getting fun out of this? Or are we just rabbiting on and entertaining ourselves, which is not really adding value or nobody else cares. So I think that's the other part you've got to be really careful with. As a, um, do you guys put up all of it or is there bits you cut out? There's bits we cut out. I have a massive folder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it sits on my desktop of my computer called the cutting room. 
Uh-huh. Um, and it's stuff that I've taken out that uh, was sort of borderline. Yeah. Um, and then there's obviously stuff that you take out completely, especially when, you know, Gary's had too much coffee on a Monday morning. <laughs> That's awesome. That's we're, we're now really brutal with it. I think we're more, we're harder on ourselves now than we used to be. Mm-hmm. And we don't have a format. Like some people will say we're coming up on time and I'll stop down. It has to be 45 minutes or mm. a Rogan will go long form and get up to three hours. We, we are entirely on where are we extracting value, yep. being mindful of the guest time. And we're quite happy to go longer form up to an hour or whatever. If it's, if it's a, a cracking show or it could end up being just a tight 20, 25 minutes, which is killer, which yeah. will add value and it's a bit of fun, then so be it. But um, I think we're getting harder and harder on ourselves as the world standard podcast becomes higher. Uh-huh. And nice. the, of course, the shorter the interview, the longer the song we can play out the yeah. back too. <laughs> True. <laughs> Very nice. I like a couple of tips you, you've given there that uh, I'll take for myself and hopefully anyone listening can take and apply to their own podcast. The first being to always remember to have a bit of fun and the second being don't be afraid to cut anything that isn't absolutely vital or that isn't adding value to the episode. Very nice. There's more to come from Gary and Robbo. After this very short break, they're going to give us some of their biggest tips for aspiring podcasters and for those who have started their podcast but are ready to really step it up here. As you can probably tell, given that I'm running a show called The Podcast About Podcasts, I'm getting pretty obsessed with podcasts at the moment. I want to learn as much as I can about what great podcasts are doing and how I can improve my own podcasting and help others start their own shows too. So if you've got a favorite podcast or if you host a podcast yourself or if you know someone who hosts a podcast, please, please let me know. Email me at podcast at adamashton.com.au. I want to do an episode with you or with the person you know who runs a podcast for two reasons. One, I want to share podcasts and I want to get people interested in new and different podcasts. And secondly, is to learn about what you do and how you do it so that I and others listening can benefit and improve their own podcasts. I don't know how many times I said podcasts in that uh, little spiel there, but it was a lot. So email me at podcast at adamashton.com.au if you or someone you know has a podcast. Podcast, 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 podcast. Robbo, with in terms of uh, specifics, in terms of equipment, what sort of equipment are you guys running? What sort of mics? Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, we uh, <laughs> look. Uh, let me first firstly say that I do this for a living. Okay, I, I, yes. I have a, a professional home studio. That's what I do for a job. I do stuff for radio, TV. All that gear. So I, I wouldn't expect anybody to have this. I, I have a rack full of gear next to me. Um, for the show, though, if, if I was to to, um, to narrow it down to that, I run Pro Tools, and I've just upgraded to version 12 of Pro Tools. Mm-hmm. Uh, we uh, both use uh, open diaphragm microphones. Uh, and pretty much from there, I don't use a lot else. Um, I mean, plug-in-wise, I've got a massive array of plugins and a bunch of go-tos, but I wouldn't bore you to tears with those. Um, and, and that's pretty much it, really. I, I, they're the tools of the trade. Um, 
And uh, I try to keep it fairly simple for this because I think that's that's part of the charm of the show. <laughs> yep, that's way over my head. That doesn't mean a lot to me. If I could just go back and make a point to what you were talking about, though, um, yep. for, for in terms of editing the show, I if I, if I could give some advice to people out there who were sort of maybe new to podcasting and new to audio in general, is I think the biggest tip that I would give you is be critical of what you're listening to. Um, mm. You know, like I, I read a lot of forums where people go, should I take out ums and ahs and should I do this and should I do that? Well, you still want an interview to sound natural. Mm-hmm. So for me, cutting out every um and ah, if there's only one or two, is sort of, you know, not really something that you need to worry about. But if there's someone who ums and ahs through everything, then yeah, take, take some out or take them all out. And that's... And, and, and that also translates into content. So if, if someone answers a question in three minutes, but you have a listen to it and you think, well, I could really sum up their answer in a minute and a half if I just take these few bits out. And that taking those few bits out doesn't lose anything of the content. Then that's probably something you should do because unlike radio, where radio is a bit of a more of a background medium, I'm sitting in a car with my headphones on or I'm sitting on the train or on the bus and so I'm a little more critical about what I'm listening to. Mm. So that's the approach I take is really have it. You've got to really listen to it and sort of think, okay, is this critical or isn't it? And, and then- I think there's, there's another part to that, Robbo, is that, and it's something you and I have talked about the last couple of months, is that you almost have to listen to it in different ways. Mm. And part of, part of our philosophy, if you look at it behind the scenes in the studio, apart from enormous amounts of coffee, Siltep and smart caffeine, if you look at, and, and <laughs> hello to our friends at Revy's, um, <laughs> Tim you, Tams. If you, <laughs> Tim Tams and Corona, uh, still waiting. If you <laughs> go behind what we do, it goes back to, I mean, our show is a little bit rock and roll. It's a little bit country. It's a, been a bit lately, a bit, bit, bit gangster. Um, but if you go behind the scenes of the show, our philosophy is the Rolling Stones were asked, have you maintained four, almost five decades of staying together as a band? And Mick said, I don't tell Keith how to play guitar and Keith doesn't tell me how to write songs. No. And we, we really stick by that. And where that came to the fore just recently is that when Robbo's saying, you know, listen to it and be critical of what you're doing and ums and ahs, I totally agree with that. The other part of it is that you have to listen for the production, but then you've got to stop the show and then listen again as a listener. Uh-huh. And this is something that I've been talking to Robbo about because he listens with an editing ear, but then to go back and sit in the car or sit in the backyard and just listen as a listener. Mm. So if you're doing your own podcast and it's just you as the host and the production person, then you've almost got to listen to it two or three times to put Uh yourselves into the guitar player or the lead singer because they're doing different roles. And I don't have to listen as a production person. I I don't worry about that. That's not my job. I'll leave that to Robbo. But he doesn't have to worry about the next question, the content, where we're going or the outcomes or the next. So I can take care of that. So I think if you're doing your own show, you almost have to separate yourself and be a separate uh, critique Mm-hmm. in order to be able to have a great show. Yeah, I think that's really great advice. As a solo host, you can definitely get caught up, so caught up in your your own uh, content and editing that you forget to take that, that step back and, and really assess uh, where the show's going and what the content is actually saying. 
I've got a, a question here that uh, it might be one answer or it might be two different answers. If someone's, uh, for, for podcasters out there, if someone's an aspiring podcaster yet to start, what advice would you have for them? And then uh, if there's someone who's, say, 30, 40 episodes in, what advice would you have for them for, for stepping it up a year? So that, I'm, not, I'm not sure if that's a, the same answer or two different answers there. Well, for me, the, the answer to the first part of your question is something that Gary touched on, is make sure that it's a subject that you can drag lots of subject matter out of. Don't, don't go too narrow. Uh-huh. You know, if, it's, if you want to talk about, uh, if, you want, if you were going to do a, uh, you know, if you were going to do a podcast on cars, don't do, you know, uh, we're going to do a podcast on the 1983 laser, yeah. <laughs> do it on, we're going to do it on the car industry. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like if, if you start too narrow, you leave, your, you know, two or three interviews in, you're going, well, what are we going to talk about now? <laughs> yep. Um, for me, that would, be, that would be the biggest tip. What about you, Gaz? I would say if somebody's starting out, the first thing before I do anything is to understand where you want the show to be in three or four years' time. Mm-hmm. So everything falls into that. And just saying, I want to be like Joe Rogan is not good enough. You mm. have to think about who's listening, how they're going to be listening in two years' time. You've got to understand what you want the show to become, not just numbers and downloads, and, but what difference you're going to make in people's lives and how will you be of service and how will I be enjoying the show? And not just now, but what's it look like way down the track? Because each, each session each piece you do is a stepping stone towards that dream, but people don't project far enough ahead. They worry about the downloads now and next week's show, but it all has to be adding up to something. And then someone who is 50 shows into it, I'd say the most important thing to focus on is persistence because you will hit a plateau Mm -hmm. and you will get to a place where you are hearing other podcasts and the numbers are getting of downloads and where they're speaking at conferences and it can be very, very depressing because we went through that. But thankfully I'd heard a lot of people talk about this two year or whatever horizon down the track. And I kept on saying to Robbo, let's just hang in there. Just hang in there. We haven't done the work yet. We're still apprenticing. Let's keep in there, keep in there. I think that'd be my advice. And if you look down the track to what you want in three years time, four years time, five years time, it sets the standard for you and the standard of podcasts around the world is it just keeps improving and mm. keeps getting higher. And you've got to be out there mapping the battlefield or listening to other podcasts, other interviewers, writing down cracking questions from anywhere from Ted talk, just cracking questions you can ask, but hold your standard high for a number of years because there will come a turning point where things will start to change and you will automatically, you'll start to see your numbers exponentially improve but I think we worry about show to show as opposed to this is a stepping stone to something greater up down the track. Greater. Your English is on fire this morning, Gary. <laughs> yeah, I think, I, I think I've just drained my second coffee. So uh, it's obviously I'm, I'm decaffeinating. <laughs> I love it. And you, you, you've mentioned a couple of times to, to listen to other shows. What are some, some top quality shows people should listen to as a – as a, I guess, a, an example of a good podcast? Or, or what do you guys listen to day to day? I'll run them for you. I think I think Tim Ferriss is the benchmark. Mm-hmm. So the Tim Ferriss podcast. See, which I disagree. Is, well, but he's the number <laughs> I mean, one. He's the number one in the world. So if you yeah. look at the standard that's been set, that guy set the standard. Now, he came from a big base yeah. of listeners, from his books and everything else. However, he is the standard with 
what he's doing, the questions he puts together, and the, this the level of list of the, the level of guest he gets. I think Joe Rogan is knocking on his door as being one of the greats. Joe can go three hours. His show mm. with Henry Rollins was just wall to wall gold. That was, that was, yeah, it was epic. Yeah. Um, in saying that, mate, I reckon that. As I say to Robbo, I say, don't listen to these shows. I think you've got to be selective with who you listen to mm. and selective with what shows you listen to in their catalogue because both mm. of those guys have done some crap. <laughs> yep. Uh, well, I think we all have, haven't we? Let's yeah. be honest. If we put our hands up, I think yeah. we could all say that. Yep. <laughs> and I think the other one that I've just come across, which I think is absolute gold, if you want a great example, is, and he's going to be on our show in a couple of weeks' time, is a guy called Michael Gervais, G-E-R-V-A-I-S, and I was talking to Robbo in the studio about this, and he is a psychologist for the Seattle Seahawks NFL team in America, and he's really starting to make some waves with his approach to psychology and mindset. He has started his own podcast, and he did a show with Jewel that I heard on the weekend, and it is just gold. I mean, she is just the most amazing talent. His line of questioning and how he interviews, I think, is really up there in terms of the, the style of question and really digging in which is very different to, I mean, I love Tate Fletcher's Pirate Life Radio. I think James Altucher is a great questioner. I think they're my favorites, but I've got to say Michael Gervais for question structure and how he really digs into people and makes them think. He did a wonderful interview with Robert Green, David Goggins, mm. Jewel. I think Michael Gervais is a must-listen to for, for podcasters. Ferris, Rogan, Pirate Life Radio, James Altucher, I think there, and I also think Ryan Munsey for digging into a particular laneway around optimizing performance in health and mindset. I think he's really good as well. So for mine, they're, they're the kind of guys that I go to. Fantastic. And Robo, anything uh, in addition to that, or, or does that sound pretty good? No. No, there's, there's another one. Bananas, bananas in pajamas. Bananas in pajamas. Yeah. Well, I've got a three-year-old and a seven-week-old, yeah. so they're big on my list. Um, Are the Wiggles still putting out their show? No, <laughs> no. The Wiggles have finished theirs. The the only uh, other really good one out there is one called the Voice Over Radio Show, the VO Radio Show. That's a pretty good one. <laughs> hello, shameless plug. <laughs> <laughs> hello, hello, AP, our voice guy. <laughs> no, Andrew Peters and I, the guy who does the voiceovers for our show, do one. But no, I'm not certainly not putting you that in the list of the ones that Gary's just mentioned. Um, uh, I, I really listened. Gary's really covered off the list of the ones I listen to because I, uh, I'm not as time rich as Gary because um, I spend my days in deep dark studios. But they're the ones I do listen to because you know they're the ones we've got to benchmark our show against. So yes, I, I do listen to those. I probably wouldn't put them in the same order as Gary, but um, mm. but they're all certainly up there. Nice. Actually, uh, I've just flicked through. Uh, Michael Gervais now, and it looks some looks like some awesome guests on there. Uh, and oh, Erickson, honestly, Green. mate, the jewel David Goggins will change. You'll just rock your world. I mean, yeah. it's hardcore, it's up front, but gee, it's a good show. And the way he and I've heard Goggins interview before, but where Gervais went for any podcaster or aspiring podcaster, um, his questions and line how he thinks about his questions and how he digs is very, very good. The other thing I'd say with that that I think is really key today, which is a good learning, is that you can put down your favourite podcasts but you're still going to be brutal which which ones you mm-hmm. you give 45 minutes or an hour or two hours or, in Rogan's case, three hours to because 
I think the beauty of podcasts, you can deep dive. The other beauty for the listener is with one stroke of the finger, which takes less than a second, you can dump it and move on to the next one. Yeah. And I have a lot of podcasts that I go through. And if I'm not getting any value out of it within 10, 10 12 minutes, I dump it. And I just, I, I, I've got hundreds to choose from. And I think you have to be brutal with when you are listening back to your show to say, am I entertaining people? Am I adding value? Why should they be listening to this? Because even with a Rogan, he does some crap and I just get rid of them. But every now and then he comes across gold and he just, he has you riveted for two hours. So I think as podcasters, we need to be really mindful of that. It's not like a radio station where you tend to give it a bit of value and wait for the next great song. Podcasts are a little bit different and you can be deleted pretty quickly and people have got lots to choose from. For sure. Fantastic. Well, I think that's uh, all the questions I had. Was there anything else you guys, well, where, where can people find you and was there anything else you want to leave us with? Uh well, we're in all the usual places. We're on iTunes and we're on the net at the mojoradioshow.com. That sounds so old school, on the net. Do people still say that? <laughs> the like net. God, you make <laughs> it sound like a 1980s show. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's listen to the music that we play. We probably are, let's be honest. Yeah, true. Let's, let's, uh, let's, let's, go to a bit of, let's, let's segue to a bit of Led Zeppelin. Um, <laughs> Look, I'll let Gary finish off, but the, I guess the piece of advice I would leave you with and, and something that I've learned along the way is don't, don't judge yourself. Like, listen to these great shows that you enjoy and that you really like, but don't judge yourself against them. Go, go by your own gut. You know, you'll have a feeling of the subject matter. You'll have a feeling of the person that you're talking to, um, which is another old radio trick, you know, and something that Gary and I both do is we have a, a sort of an avatar of the person that or people that we think we're talking to so that when you're making an editing decision, you're making a decision on a guest that you want to get on, you think about that avatar and you think, okay, would that person be interested in that? Um, and that can be from making a decision on an edit or, as I said, all the way up to making a decision on a guest. So, so go with your own gut. Use those, shows, those great shows as a benchmark and something to aspire to, but don't judge yourself by them. And certainly, you know, don't be making decisions based on whether they would do it or not. Do what you want to do, what works for you. Otherwise, it just becomes a drudge. Fantastic. Fantastic. Gary, I'll, I'll let you have the last word as usual. <laughs> we, we can be found on iTunes, uh, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, at themojoradioshow.com. So the all the normal places you on the would net. look for podcasts <laughs> on the oh God. Uh, and the last thing I would say, and, and you do have to listen to a lot of shows, and that's probably how we came to be what we are. We keep, we keep evolving and looking to improve ourselves, but... We talk a lot about Bruce Lee on our show is one of the questions that we ask our guests at the end of the show. And he had a saying, which I think is really appropriate for any podcaster. He said, adapt what is useful, discard what is not, and create what is uniquely your own. And I think that's really important when people are listening to their own show or other people's shows is that something of value, then adapt it. If it's crap, delete it off the desktop, which is what people do with podcasts they don't enjoy. Mm-hmm. Most importantly, whatever you hear, see, feel, touch, taste, take it away and put a spin on it so it's, it's create what is uniquely your own. Create it so it's yours and yours alone and not just something you copied from somebody else. And people who listen to podcasts listen to a variety. They don't want to hear the same thing, oh, he got that from that, or oh, that just sounds like. 
You've really got to work to make sure that every question and the production values, the sound, all that stuff is uniquely your own. So people go, these guys have got their own lane. This, this person has their own authentic approach to doing what they do. So I think that's probably the only other piece of advice I have apart from coffee, <laughs> Revy's, Siltep, Corona and Tim Tams. Still waiting. <laughs> Still in waiting. That, in that order. No, <laughs> Tim Tams, Tim Tams topped the list for sure. Yeah. There's my podcast stack. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Gary Birdwistle and Darren Robertson from the Mojo Radio Show. Check them out on iTunes or wherever you find your podcast, the Mojo Radio Show, or head to themojoradioshow.com on the net. Uh, and hopefully uh, this has given you a few ideas that you can take away and apply to your own podcast. If you thought of making your own podcast, head to Udemy udemy.com slash make a podcast and use the code word podcast looking forward to speaking with you next week when we learn from some more great podcasters about what they do